Hello and welcome to the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jeep and Bubba Koran, and today we're talking about SEMA. So it is 8.50 in the morning right now, recording on Monday the 31st of October, and tomorrow is the first day of SEMA, which is the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association. SEMA is known to a lot of folks for the SEMA show, which is a yearly show that's put on. They fill up over 1 million square feet inside multiple halls in the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, Multiple buildings, not just halls. So uh, the West Hall, East Hall, those are all buildings that they're in. And um, just pretty much everyone who is um, in the industry either wants to go or is going um to the SEMA show and you've probably heard about it from like SEMA builds SEMA builds typically are uh the biggest and the baddest and the flashiest and maybe not the most functional and sometimes they are but a lot of times you see pretty ridiculous stuff and sometimes every time you see really ridiculous stuff and uh people really just put their products on display and show off what it is that they're capable of doing and what uh, maybe their new products whatever but SEMA is more than that SEMA is an organization that helps manufacturers bring things to market. They help them with things like carb and emissions. Um, they help with, uh, they have two garages now um, where they help do like 3D printing and laser scanning. And um, SEMA also fights in, in uh, Washington for us. Uh, they fight against bills that are against racing and uh, against uh, legal racing, by the way. And, um, and things that are against uh, emissions and and SEMA's one of the few uh, backers that we have uh, that really supports the industry itself, and a lot of that funding comes from the SEMA show, and some comes from the, being a SEMA member. Now, I am not a SEMA member. Um, the cost yearly is anywhere from a hundred bucks up to like five grand, depending on uh, the membership status you want. And uh, but the thing is, if you want to go to the SEMA show. You just have to be, uh, you have to work in the uh, automotive industry and you have to be specifically in the aftermarket automotive industry. So um, this will be the second year going as Black Bear. Uh, we're able to go because that's what we do. We're what's considered a restyler or an installer. Um, and that's what we do here at Black Bear. Obviously, we put bumpers, lift kits, lights, all sorts of stuff from aftermarket manufacturers. And, and when I'm saying aftermarket manufacturers, what I mean is it's not OE. So OE would be original equipment. So we're not like, you know, having a Jeep come in and we're putting a, um, you know, the exact spark plug or uh, spark plug wire back on. We do that, you know. But what we're doing a lot of is outfitting, uh, restyling. So guy comes in with a Jeep, take his wheels, tires off, came from the factory we're going to put on. A Nitto or a Toyo or a BFG or a Falcon and put on a Mamba wheel or a KMC or a Fuel or something like that. All those are aftermarket manufacturers and they all converge into one place. Now, if you were to go on Tuesday and you were to stay through Friday, you would have a very difficult time seeing everything there is to see there. So um, last year we attempted it. We saw, I would say, 95% of what was at SEMA. Um, we were there for three days and we really kind (laughs) of rushed through some of the halls. Um, last year was the COVID year. So there was a lot less people there 
and there was a lot less vendors, especially in the wheels and tire section. Um, but this year we should have our numbers back up people-wise. Now this year, interestingly enough, we've had manufacturers like Ford and Chevrolet back out, but um, Mopar stepping up and coming in, uh, Volkswagen coming in. So um, I heard that Toyota and Nissan have huge boosts. So something that we're hearing is maybe that's a sign from Chevrolet and Ford that they think there's tough economic times in their future, and so they're trying to save money. Uh, by saving money, I mean their booth space alone probably costs a hundred grand, um, and then not to mention the vehicles they have to build, the staff they have to have to operate those things. I'm, thinking, I'm sure they spend two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars just to put together uh, a show. So maybe that they're thinking of saving a little money by not being there this year. Um, Ford's usually one of the, my favorite booths to see there, so I was a little disappointed in that. Um, they had a great booth last year, and, uh, uh, you know, they will be missed, but um, apparently they will be at PRI, which is another event. It's specifically um, a racing event. Uh, or It's like SEMA, but for the racing industry, and uh, it's owned by SEMA as well. But... Um, I you know I I've kind of explained to you kind of what SEMA is you know the SEMA show is is again what we hear about a lot and I'm going to talk m mostly about SEMA show because that's what I know about um, I do know about some of the stuff that SEMA does for the industry um, and you can also look that up on their website SEMA.org but uh, why do we go to the SEMA show is kind of what I want to talk about today and and um, you know I, this will be the fourth time I've gone. I went two times with JCR Off-Road and got to work as a vendor. And then last year was my first time um, not as a vendor going and as what's called a buyer or a, a restyler, um, not an exhibitor. And um, I would love to have a build there one day. We thought we had one going this year. Um, you know, it gets a lot of eyes on it. It's cool to show off what you're capable of. Uh, we have a SEMA-worthy vehicle ready to go, um, and we... we last minute found out that our parking spot um pretty much the application for it fell through uh not because of the quality of the build but it was just kind of um we you have to go through a manufacturer to do it so the manufacturer that was going to give us their spot just didn't get approved for an outside parking spot um so it's okay i hear there all the square footage that's available is taken and last year it was not there was a lot of openings in the wheel and tire area but a lot of those vendors are coming back they you know nitto wasn't there last year they're back this year so um i'm excited to see what the show looks like what we do uh in our time there and we're only gonna have two days at the show this year again flying out today on monday um we'll get there tonight and then the show tuesday wednesday and then we'll fly out red eye on wednesday so back at work Thursday afternoon. It's a little tight schedule, but it, it's what's required. Um, but what we'll do is we'll spend a whole day in the off-road section. Um, we'll do a little bit of outside in the morning, um, check out some of the outside area, but then we'll go straight to the off-road and we'll spend the majority of the day uh, in off-road. And then I'll do wheels and tires and probably performance. Um, and then I'll have to probably miss audio and electronics. Um, just if I'm going to try to, to get to, to seeing so many people. But what would be the purpose? You know, uh, SEMA is only open to um, businesses. Um, it's not open to individuals. They do have 
an event called SEMA Ignited on Friday. They let um, the public in, and then they, they drive all the vehicles out, and um, they do some drifting and stuff like that. That's very cool, put all the vehicles on display. But for the majority of the event, it's not open to the public. And um, I'll tell you, if, you, if you're a business owner or someone in the industry, um, a manufacturer or someone on the outside that just like, you know, I'd really like to go one day. Um, I do see people, and there are rules against it, bringing their friends and things like that. Um, this year I have, uh, Jackson going with me, our intern. He obviously works in industry and he's in, um, in school also for, for automotive, but also bringing my good friend, David Windsor. Now, some folks might be like, Whoa, David doesn't work for you. Well, yes and no, he does. But, um, me and him have owned a business together called Drop Gears, um, Motorsports since we were like in high school and uh he does automotive lighting retrofitting or whatever and uh, he's helped me plenty of times in the shop here doing wiring when he's in town and he actually does um basically uh, uh automotive monitoring systems like uh like front and rear facing cameras and uh tracking devices stuff like that for a living so um it's all good. Uh, <laughs> he, um, he, he definitely works in industry. And he's good. And, and like I said, we actually have a business together. So we just put it under the umbrella this year of Black Bear. But, um, yeah. But anyways, um, it, it, great to have Dave out there. He's going to be his first time at SEMA. Jackson, first time at SEMA, 20 years old. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of show them the ropes. Um, Vegas is a place that will uh, beat you down pretty quick. Uh, you know, you just, whatever the reason is, you just always want to stay up late there. Uh, it just has that kind of energy and then you got to get up early and walk. And that's the thing about SEMA. There's a lot of walking. So, um, I'm bringing my best tennis shoes. I think last year we walked something like 44 miles in three days. Uh, it's, it's no small feat to, to get out there and, and do a lot of walking. So, um, but why would we go? Why would we go to SEMA? Well, for me, you know, I start the beginning of the year in January and I, I write down my goals, things I want to accomplish, things that I'm after, things I'm chasing. And I know where I want to take my business. I know where I um, see the business going. Uh, uh, but I'll take January and I kind of try to refocus that. By the time I get into October, November, I'm just, I'm burning on fumes and I don't want to see another Jeep or another vehicle. <laughs> and I'm just kind of worn out. And it tends to be that this time of year we slow up just a little bit. Not a crazy amount, but but we seem to, to, to slow down just a touch. And along with that, um, what's nice is, is, is SEMA comes around. And... For me, what it does is twofold. One, it's inspirational. You know, um, I'm not into the big flashy vehicles, but I get to see some stuff, some vehicles that I, I and, and builds and things that are done to them that I typically wouldn't have seen. Um, you know, if you if you attend a lot of your local car meets and, and shows and uh, things like that, you see the same vehicles over and over. Same thing goes for Jeeps. So, one, I'm going to see hot rod performance stuff, but I'm going to see Jeeps off-road, overland. They do a whole overland experience and entire halls dedicated just to off-road. 
And so I'm going to see some things um, that may give me some inspiration going forward in the year. And uh, I know this is as weird as this sounds, but I, I really like flying on airplanes, uh, especially when uh, I don't know how my kids or something like that. Um, I put my headphones in and, and I get the time to just think. Um, no one can call me. No one can bother me. Um, you know, and I can fly and think. And, and so for me, when I go to SEMA, I like because I'm headed out there, I'm thinking about my business, thinking about the industry. It really helps me to, to kind of reset um, and kind of get my mind focused on one, finishing the year out strong, but two, on like what we're going to be doing next year and where I see ourselves in 5, 10, 30 years. So SEMA is a cool thing for that. Um, get on that flight. I'm, I'm thinking about business. I'm thinking about um, you know who we're going to see, what we're going to do. Um, leading up into SEMA, just a top tip. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm searching SEMA posts within the last 24 hours. And I'm liking, commenting, getting involved. So it's kind of like a pre-SEMA connecting with the people that you want to talk to. There's a SEMA app. You can set up meetings. I tend to not set up meetings because I need to see as many vendors as possible. When I get these meetings set up, it's like, well, I have to be here at this time and there at that time. And it just it makes things a little more difficult. Um, last year, I had a few things like that. And I also had um, I did a podcast last year, which is fantastic for the Truck Show podcast. So um, that has worked out pretty good. We got some folks that gave us a call and got a little bit of business off of that. So that was really neat. But um, the reason I'm coming to you guys today, and I haven't done a podcast in a while, I'm excited to go because I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say burnout, but a little bit just kind of like all we did this year was it seemed like we went to just show after show after show after show and I saw a lot of the same stuff, same vendors, same people and uh, I wish I would have done more off-roading, I wish I had done more trips, um, more wheeling and we're going to do some more wheeling this year, it's just that was a sacrifice this year, we decided to do more shows and I think we really got our name out there to a lot of people and I saw a lot of the vendors over and over but that's another reason that we go to SEMA is to talk to the vendors and what I mean by that is um, we go out, um, speak to the vendors, and what I mean by that is uh, meet with somebody from WheelPro, Truck Hero, uh, Sumo Springs, Best Top. You know, you're just going through all the manufacturers we use all the time. Kicker Audio, Toyo Tires, Nitto Tires, Falcon Tires. You know, you're like, you're going through... You get some t-shirts, you get a hat, maybe, you get a, you know, but, but the main thing is you're shaking hands with people in the industry that you're working with all the time. Maybe you don't always see them face-to-face. -face. And a lot of the Jeep shows I go to, we're seeing um, their salespeople. At SEMA, you're seeing a lot of their higher-ups, you know, because they want to go out to the Vegas show or whatever. So you're seeing some decision-makers. Um, we have used SEMA in the past, especially last year, uh, well, exclusively last year, to get set up as vendors for companies that we weren't with before and it made it a lot easier to do it in person. We got everything set up, started um, going direct with a lot of different companies um, last year. You know, when we got started, we were just using two different parts houses and now we're direct with the majority of the products that we sell. 
um, with the exclusion of tires, that's not really possible um, for us. But um, we're direct with a lot of manufacturers now, and that gives us better margins. But it also gives us the ability to work directly with them, um, give them feedback, uh, helps customer service. It just all around works out. But it, it starts for us at SEMA, and it's um, honestly we talked to so many people last year at SEMA that I'm still. You know, deciding what vendors. There's some new products that that um, I'd love to bring onto our website um, and offer to our customers and their people that we met at SEMA. And um, that's the other thing about it is you get to see a lot of new products. Um, from what I hear, there's 300 new vendors this year and a ton of new products. So a lot coming out, and we get to get educated by seeing them first. And they do have educational classes you can take while you're at SEMA. There's uh, different happy hours. There's a lot of social um, networking. And, and that's kind of the final reason we go is it's one of our best social media events of the year. Um, last year, um, I had a video with a million views on TikTok. A couple had a couple hundred thousand. We put out a YouTube video. We did a, we did a lot of posts on Instagram. And it is one of our biggest social media events um, of the year. It, it boosts our accounts um, and it, it gets our name out there just for basically being um, acting like a news or media agency, just putting out stuff, whether it's funny or educational or entertaining or whatever it may be. Um, it all around is a good value. And interestingly enough, the uh, going out to Vegas is pretty affordable the uh, uh if you go through somebody like an expedia and you bundle i mean right now we are flying frontier which is not desirable but um our flights and our rooms for uh, the couple nights we're there uh is 300 bucks a person that's flight round trip back. i mean it's just crazy affordable and then we go to like as many of the happy hours that are offered as we can each day. So free beer, your first couple beers of the day are free. Um, and then you go get dinner and um, try to get some rest. Uh, <laughs> there's some entertainment you can go check out. Um, but, you know, it's just, whew, excuse me, I'm already tired thinking about it. Um, but it's a good, to me, it's a good social media uh, and social networking place. You know, you get to hang out and meet with a lot of people. Last year, we hung out a bunch with uh, uh, the guys from S3 Magazine and got to know better um, Ben that works for them and Gingium, and so that was kind of cool. Um, and just getting, you know, you run into people you might see on YouTube or TV and that kind of stuff as well. Seen Chip Foose there a couple times, met Retro Petty once. Um, so that's really, really neat and cool. So you know, if, if uh, you want to see what that might look like, I'd say follow along with us this week and next week in social media as we post it. Um, and uh, obviously, if you want to go and, and um, you don't have a, a, you know, a way to go, Friday you can go to Vegas and, and do the Seam Ignited event as well. So I do think they're going to change things as time progresses. This is just my two cents. I think to keep the show as big as it is, they're going to have to start letting in more of the general public. I have, they have been letting in students, things like that. Um, they're bringing in youth, and they have 1,500 um, high school kids coming in this year. Um, that's very important to have our youth in it. But uh, I think they may have to start lowering prices um, to keep people like Ford and Chevy in. Uh, because when I did it for JCR, we had like a 10 by 20 booth, and it was like $35,000. Now, your typical show, a busy, busy Jeep show, 
that same space is like three grand. So you can easily sell three grand worth of product at a show and make your money back. But at Seedman, you're not technically allowed to sell in person any products. Um, you could you could give them a special a coupon they can buy later from you, um, but you're not supposed to technically sell in person. Um, and everything's set up by the unions there, so it's kind of difficult as a vendor to be there. And so as a vendor, like why would you want to go? Well, you want to get your name out there. You want to build business. You want to meet people. You want to um, display. And um, the difficult part is it's a great way to um, get your name out there and market. But what's difficult about it is is how much money you have to spend. And you're like, man, 35000 for a booth, 10000 to, to, to house and feed my staff to come out there uh, to work the booth. We could have put $45,000 into social media ads and probably gotten our name out there just as good. Um, but it's just one of those things where kind of if you're not out there in front of the eye of the industry, you know, rumors go around this guy's not doing as good as he has in past years. And if that's the kind of thing you worry about, if you're trying to compete and show your, you know, your other buddies in the industry, like, hey, I, I'm doing big things. So if you're trying to, like, you know, I don't know, uh, if you if you care what your um, competition industry thinks or does or whatever, then, you know, it, it becomes a, like, a, uh, a little bit of a competition. You see it at the shows, especially the Jeep shows. You know, I got a bigger booth, this, that. I build a better Jeep, bigger. You know, it, sometimes it's friendly competition. Sometimes it's just insecurity. I mean, I got to give props to JCR. I mean, they did it two years and um, they just realized, you know, they could really use that money to do other things and do things well. And they've really started to cut out shows and um, they've gone way more direct to consumer uh, and they've just expanded and grown. But they have an awesome marketing team and they have a great product. So um, they're able to do that and they don't have to rely on the industry shows. I see a lot of really bad products constantly at shows and selling for half off. And I don't know what that's necessarily doing for their brand. Um, so, you know, it's give or take. And I'm not saying one bad thing about one company or the other. It's just kind of talking about SEMA and the industry itself. So... We're headed out to SEMA today, and we'll be sure to get as much coverage as we can. If I can do a podcast interview while I'm there, I will. But uh, just want to fill you guys in on SEMA, and uh, be sure to follow us and check out all of our social media. We're posting on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And uh, we'll be back with you with a podcast as soon as possible. I'm Jim Bubba. I hope there's an adventure in your future. Eat your prunes, and we'll be seeing you.